0: The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live, weekdays at noon, on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's yeah, Texas I Football Mothership here in yeah. and its still Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show coming to you via the miracle of the Internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local. Mediocre Internet Show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 53rd birthday today. Happy birthday to Patrick Warburton. Sure. okay. Patrick Warburton Putty. Is? Putty.
1: Yeah. That's right. All right. I was worried you weren't going
0: to know who that was.
1: Yeah. No, I know who that is. That was
0: a, that was a hit or miss thing.
1: Uh, by the way, Brent Homan has booked his tickets for state. Kablamma. We, we got to put up with him now.
0: Kablamma. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in to our Veterans Day special. Yeah, yesterday. we hope you all guys, you guys awesome. all like that. It was awesome. It was great. awesome. Uh, we were. I'm just going to say this. The other day, we were the ninth-ranked sports in high school, or college and high school sports podcast in America on iTunes, or in the world on iTunes. Yeah. yeah, like the other day. Yeah. So I'm not saying that's because we did a Veterans Day show, <laughs> but I'm not saying it's not.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know.
0: People, people, the rate the people have spoken right, and they want more veterans talk
1: that's true uh miziel says uh, at this rate there should be a tft fan section at state i'll be honest guys the stadium's big enough you want to make one you can
0: you can just yeah just be like all right we're going to be in section 248 or whatever um yeah. yes uh, all right so today is wednesday november 14th 2018 8 days till thanksgiving episode 662 662 Kevin Foster's ERA his Lester's Texas Grand career, those 17 and two-thirds innings in 2001. Who could forget? On today's show guys, got a couple of awards to announce uh, normal awards uh, like the I coach inspirational Coach of the week and the Terry Max assistant coach of the week nominees, but then the 25 man Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year semi-finalist list
1: about to make some people mad on the internet. We will announce that
0: today. Coming up here in a minute. And then back half of the show, we will be joined, per usual, by the great Craig Wade, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Do you think there's anything to talk about in high school football? Doubt it. Okay. We'll talk to Craig Wade coming up here in just a little bit. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in partnership with iCoach, is proud to honor one head football coach in the, each classification with the Inspirational Coach of the Week award. Each coach recognized throughout this, uh, with this special honor, rather, typifies discipline, character, and integrity while passing those values along to their athletes to help them be successful both on and off the field. The Week Eleven, iCoach Inspirational Coaches of the Week in Six A Scott Peach from Arlington the Colts captured their first outright district title since 2002 and their first unbeaten regular season since 1988 with an impressive 42-31 win over previously unbeaten and state-ranked Arlington Lamar. In 5A, Eddie Salas from San Antonio Harlan. With their season on the line in a hostile environment, Salas' Hawks didn't flinch, knocking off Laredo Martin 16-5 to clinch a playoff spot in their first varsity season. In 4A, 4A, Cody Crane from Gonzalez. Picked by most as an afterthought, the Apaches earned a share of the District 15-4A Division I title with a 35-28 win over District frontrunner Bernie. In 3A, Bobby Nicholson from Goliad. The Tigers bounced back from a loss the previous week to knock off state-ranked Yokum, 17-14 and clinch a share of the district title. In 2A, Matt Hill from New Deal. The Lions remained unbeaten and made an impression to the rest of the state with a 61-19 rout of state-ranked sundown clinching the district crown. And in 1A, DT Torres from Lomita. Despite being eliminated from playoff contention, Torres' Hornets finished, fought to the finish, upsetting Zephyr 66-44 in the season finale. So those are your Week 11 iCoach Inspirational Coaches of the Week. In 6A, Scott Peach from Arlington. In 5A, Eddie Salas from San Antonio Harlan. In 4A, Cody Crane from Gonzalez. In 3A, Bobby Nicholson from Goliad. In 2A, Matt Hill from New Deal. And in 1A, DT Torres from Lomita. Congratulations to all the coaches and thank you for all you do for your players, schools, and communities. Dairy Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their team. Each week, the TexasFootball.com staff will nominate four deserving assistant coaches for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide via Twitter poll. It all leads up to Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. The Week 11 Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees are Bosqueville Offensive Coordinator Tyler Holcomb. The Bulldogs exploded for 82 points, becoming just the 11th team in 11-man football to score 80 or more points in an 82-19 romp over Axtell. Hamilton Offensive Coordinator Sonny De La Garza. Fueled by 310 yards and four touchdowns from running back Ian Nath. The Bulldogs soared past district rival Florence 75-27. Euless Trinity Defensive Coordinator Donald Tryon. The the Trojans smothered District r- uh, rival Richland, holding the Rebels to just 168 total yards in a 48 to three victory. And San Antonio Harlandale defensive coordinator Ed Moreno in the annual Frontier Bowl against rival McCollum. It was the Indians' defense that stole the show, pitching a shutout and clinching a playoff berth. So those are your Week 11 Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk assistant coaches to the Week nominees. Bosqueville offense coordinator Tyler Holcomb. Hamilton Office Coordinator Sonny De La Garza, Ewell's Treaty Defensive Coordinator Donald Tryon, and San Antonio Dale Defensive Coordinator Ed Moreno. Vote now on Twitter, at DCTF. That's where you can vote for the Dairy Max, Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. So, let me pull this other thing up. We have a list, right? Yeah, we do. Okay. Let me find this. You're producing on the fly here.
1: That's okay. Let's see. Where is it?
0: Okay, there we go. We have right here, as many people know, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas football, uh, in partnership uh, with uh, the uh, Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, uh, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Uh, We have the Player of the Week voting on TexasFootball.com. We also hand out the Player of the Year. It is essentially the Texas High School Football Heisman. Um, Last year... Uh, the winner was Spencer Sanders from Den Ryan. The year before, in 2016, I believe it was Rashad Paul from Bremont. The year before, it was Jet Duffy from Mansfield Lake Ridge. Other winners of the of the award uh, include Jaquiz Rogers, uh, include Kyler Murray, uh, include... Um, I'm forgetting somebody. Garrett Gilbert. Yep. Jonathan Gray. It's a who's who. Did you say Jaquiz? Jaquiz. It's a who's who of Texas high school football legends. Um. It is uh, it is not a fun process for us. No, this is something that we agonize over here at the here at the, uh, the office. We have had uh, let's say heated conversations in I'd this say,
1: office. I'd say the finalist list is always the toughest. The finalist list is always tough, but this right now, is tough. But the finalist list always ends up being extremely so. Stressful. We put
0: out a one hundred see uh, c- a one hundred player watch list to begin the year, but that doesn't mean those are the only people eligible, right? Now is when it really gets to, um, as they say, cut in time, uh, where we have to start narrowing it down to the semifinalists. Uh, so we have uh, looked across the state. Uh, we have tried to determine who are the twenty-five semifinalists for the Mister Texas Football Player of the Year award. Um, the winner of this award is on this list. Uh, that is, once we do this, you yeah. are these are the these are the players. Uh, it is uh it is a very very tough. Thing to do, and we know there are probably I would say like 140 probably players realistically 150 that sounds about right that are probably worth yeah. being on this list, and we have to cut it down to 25. Yeah, it sucks. I'll yeah. be honest; like I, this is one of the worst parts of my job yeah. is we have to do this. But um, we feel like we went through and we 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 debated and yelled at each other and came up with the 25 player list, uh, which we will roll out now. You ready to go?
1: Yeah, whenever okay. you want.
0: <laughs> The twenty-five player semifinalists for the twenty-five semifinalists for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award presented with uh, along with Wells Fargo and in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. Haltom quarterback Michael Black. Newton athlete Tamalja Brown. Lubbock Coronado wide receiver Blair Conright. Edinburgh Vela running back Daniel Enriquez. Galena Park North Shore running back Zachary Evans. Wichita Falls Hershey running back DeMarcway Foster. Mission Veterans Memorial athlete Landry Gilpin. KD running back Deandre Glass. Hutto quarterback Chase Griffin. Houston St. Pius, the 10th quarterback Grant Gunnell.
1: All right, I'm going to pause you there okay. for dramatic effect. You got Most, mostly because I could only do 10 at a time. Got it. Okay. So.
0: Those are ten. Those, that's we're, we're, we're at our ten. Uh, we're at our ten players. Uh,
1: let me let me find my spot and then that's uh, fine. yeah.
0: So it's Michael Black, Tamasha Brown, Blair Conright, Daniel Enriquez, Zachary Evans, Way Foster, Landry Gilpin, DeAndre Glass, Chase Griffin, and Grant Canell. Um, as we mentioned, those are the first ten semifinals for the Mister Texas Football Player of the Year.
1: I did this on purpose, really. We were just trying to find a way to uh, to add some some dramatic effect to all yeah. this. I think that's important. That's what we did. Uh, um, yeah. and,
0: well, I mean, by the way, the we will announce the award here on TexasFootball.com dot uh, com on um, on on December tenth. That is uh, a little less than a month away. Uh, December tenth is when we will announce the Mister Texas Football Player of the Year uh, winner. So we will uh, get to that uh,
1: then. Let me know when you're ready, buddy. Almost, I'm almost there. Sorry, you're fine. <laughs> it's been a long morning already. It has been a long morning. Yeah.
0: Um. So we've announced ten. There's fifteen to go. This is a dramatic effect. This, this is this, is, this is, where, is where drama.
1: I'm telling you, man.
0: I know. Fifteen more players to go. Um, it is a, it's a good list. Like I said, it is. It was. It was very difficult to narrow these guys down. So, trying to vamp. <laughs> I appreciate it. Max, you're you're helping me i literally typing in the graphic.
1: Right <laughs> um, it's been that kind of morning, man. We
0: had a, uh, uh, but but there, uh, I mean, I'll tell you this, that, that there were, like we had a list of about 50. Yeah. And then you have to cut that in half. Yeah. And that's not fun. All right, They're you're really good. good players. Go okay. ahead. So, continuing. The semifinals. El Paso Parkland running back Dion Hankins. Mart running back, Tyrick Horn. Fort Worth Benbrook running back, Quentin Jackson. Gunner athlete, Dylan Jantz. Port Nature's Groves quarterback, Rashawn Johnson. Longview quarterback, Haynes King. Childress quarterback, Luke Latimer. Midlothian Heritage quarterback, Landon Ledbetter. Alito running back, Chase McClellan. Austin Westlake defensive lineman, David Neal.
1: Hold on. Now we've got five Those more. Those are ten more. Yeah, ten so, more. Michael Buck,
0: Brown, Blair Conright, Daniel Enriquez, Zachary Evans, DeMarco Foster, Landry Gilpin, DeAndre Glass, Chase Griffin, Grant Gannell, Dion Hankins, Tyra Horn, Quentin Jackson, Dylan Jantz, Rashawn Johnson, Haynes King, Luke Latimer, Landon Ledbetter, Jason McClellan, and David Neal. Just five more semifinalists to go as we're building up tension. And by building up tension, I mean typing in the graphics. Uh, to the final five nominee or the semi-finalists for the Mr. Tech's Football Player of the Year Award. Um, You're good. Okay. The final five. Argyle linebacker Chase Petter. Odessa Permian quarterback Peyton Powell. Klein Collins running back Isaiah Spiller. Allen quarterback Grant Tisdale. And Lake Travis wide receiver Garrett Wilson. There you go. There they are. The 25 semifinalists for the 2018 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award. Um, as we mentioned, it's very difficult to narrow these guys down. We'll have to narrow it down again in a couple of weeks to 10 to the 10 finalists, uh, which is not fun. If you thought this was not fun, that's uh, even it's, less fun. It's, a,
1: it's the worst. It's
0: the worst. Uh, but there they are, the 25 semifinalists for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out texasfootball.com to become a Dave Camel's Texas Football Insider. That is our subscription package. Uh, the, you get two magazines, the 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which I'm looking at the cover of right now. Ooh. Uh, we uh, we, we finish that thing up on Tuesday, and then we'll send it to press, and then you will get one in your mail. You get that. You also get 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. This is a 2018 edition. You get the 2019 edition mailed directly to you. Don't run around to Walmart, Brookshire's, HEB. Instead, let us mail it directly to you. Uh, you. Subscribers got a week early last year. You also get years' worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team. That's up on the site right now. Computer projections of every Texas high school football game. That's up on the site right now. A season's worth of Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast with Matt Step and I. We recorded it this morning. It's going up as soon as this show is over. You get that. You get recruiting analysis from our friends at next level athlete. All sorts of good stuff through the season and through the off season. All sorts of good stuff for the low, low price of nineteen ninety five for an entire year. Nineteen ninety five for an entire year, it makes a great gift as well. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com. Max, let's go to the hotline and bring in a guy who Probably on the short list of most excited about the Texas high school football playoffs being here. Uh, we are joined by the Texas high school football hall of famer, uh, the great Craig Way. Craig, is it, is it fair to say that this, is, uh, that this is essentially the beginning of the holiday season for you?
2: Oh, that's a good way to put it. I like that. The, the holiday season, the, the holiday hustle and bustle begins, and it begins with the hustle and bustle, a bi district play. You know, I asked, um, I had Todd Dodge on my show this morning, the Westlake coach, and I asked him, I said, look, I, I know that you've been asked many times, like after you, you had the 79 and one run, whatever, in the, the state championships, and you got asked by several people, myself probably included somewhere along the line, about does it ever get old winning a state title? And the obvious answer, obviously, is no. But I said, I, I would imagine the same holds true for playoff games because you're going to win more playoff games in your life by sheer math than you will state championships because you got to win 5 even to get to the state title game. So, the better question is, that, does it ever become mundane or routine for a by district playoff game when you're playing at home and you're you're pretty solidly favored to win and all that stuff? And he said it better not because that those are the times when you hear the shocking upsets or the surprising upsets and he said and if we were to lose to shirts clemens it wouldn't be a shocker no it might be a surprise no. to some he said but that's a good football team so you know that's that's the perspective of a guy who's got a lot of skins on the wall so obviously i'm going to be excited for from the perspective like you are Tep, of looking at it from the outside and let's get the brackets and going and and start messing up those brackets this
1: week. Yeah,
0: that's that's a great way to put it, is is, you know, that, that's a great way to put it, is that Westlake's a favorite over Schertz Clemens. I don't think that's necessarily going out there on a limb. But that is to me the story of this first round of the playoffs. Is there are there's you know, usually in the first round of the playoffs you gotta kinda sift a little bit because with four teams making the playoffs, there are there are gonna be your fair share of blowouts and, and, and mismatches. But um, I think beyond the kind of top tier of really good games, Perlin Dickinson springs to mind uh, a few others that are really good Poteet and and College Station. Uh, But beyond that, you've got this other layer of games where there's a favorite, but you just want to keep a side eye on it. You want to keep it in your periphery because it could get a little bit hairy should one thing thing go wrong.
2: Hey, I'll give you one. Uh, along those lines, see if you agree with this tap. and it involves the defending state champion. And, and 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 every year, I think we do this where we say which defending state champion might have the most difficulty defending its title, or at least the most difficulty in the by district round. And for me, that's Cy Fair mm-hmm. I mean, against Houston Lamar in the first round. I, that, that, that's what I'm keeping an eye on. Anyway, like you say, a side eye on, a, as well as per. Uh, you know that that one I think probably more so than any of the other defending state champions. Although College Station may get a challenge in round one for Poteet.
0: Rockdale as well huh? taking on grand, taking on grand Oh deal. yeah,
2: well there's yep, yeah, yep, yeah, absolutely. There's I think absolutely. I think you're I right. I agree with you there.
0: There's probably three state champions that you would put on different perhaps levels uh, of upset alert heading into uh, the by district round. Um, so I'm you know I'm I'm really interested from your perspective. Um, on the games that you think are 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 the ones that are going to end up having the biggest impact, um, because there are because inevitably there are some games that you know, for example, um, uh, Allen is going to take on, I believe, Rowlett, and they are going to be relatively right. heavy favorites over Rowlett. Nobody really expects them to uh, to win that game, uh, but at the same time, from a reasonable perspective, when you look across the state. Are there one or two games that you say, all right, that's going to end up shaping things uh, in a big way? I'll give you a perfect example from last year. Last year, if you remember, Rockdale and Malakoff met in the first round. And I remember us sitting here and thinking, all right, the winner of that game could make a run. Is there one or two of those games that spring to mind for you uh, that you think could really have a, a big shaping influence on what the rest of the playoffs look like?
2: Uh. I'd have to think about you know that's that's a great question and uh, first of all I guess we could do the old card trick thing about pick a card any card yeah. go to six A Division One Region Three yeah. pick a game any game because yeah. because every week is going to be a suicide run in 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 uh, throughout uh, at least through the first four weeks think about this, Steph the survivor of Region Three and I don't necessarily rubber stamp North Shore. As as yeah, they're definitely crews only because of the grind it takes on you to to get through it. So, but let's say even if they do, whoever survives Region Three Six A D One is going to be. I know this sounds preposterous, but they're almost going to be breathing a sigh of relief when when they get to the Final Four at not having the face. Yeah. You know, another Houston school. And that's with the full knowledge that your semifinal opponent could well be Converse Judson or even Lake Travis. And, and, and yet surviving that gauntlet of 6A, D1, Region 3, without question in my mind, is the toughest uh, four-week run for any team of the 16 in the pod to survive. I think, I think it's 6 AD one. I think your spot I think
0: you're you're absolutely spot on on that one. And and to me basically there's only one team that can feel like okay, we should we should feel okay about getting past this game and that would be Jersey Village taking on Houston Chavez. That's probably the only one that I'd be like, "Okay, I feel pretty good about that one happening." But the other the rest of them, I mean, I'll just say this and I mentioned this on our on the podcast with Matt Stepp we just did, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if you're Katie and you're playing Fort Bend Travis this week, that is not a walkover. And I'm not saying they're going to lose this game, but I'm saying that there are, that there are these, these games where, to me, it's not, there is a favorite like that one, like Katie, but the, other, the team on the other side, if that other team slips up a couple of times, if they slip up once, then suddenly it's a ball game into the fourth quarter and anything happens.
2: There's a matchup that – when there's matchups like that, Tep, that's where I do – I do default to the coaching matchup and the pedigree of the coaches. Mm -hmm. And I'm not one of those people that lives and dies with, he's a great coach, so therefore they win, blah, blah, blah. Coaches will tell you that great players make them great coaches, any successful coach. And that includes Gary Joseph and Katie. Mm -hmm. That said, he's the kind of guy – who can kind of give his team that little extra oomph about making sure they take it seriously enough that they're ready to go, that they're that they're emotionally and mentally prepared to to get pushed in, in even the by district route. He's one of those kinds of coaches who can get his team mentally prepared to 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 be ready for that, and and they're going to need to be because I, I agree with you. That's. That's not one to be taken lightly for sure.
0: And if they get past that, they're probably playing Jersey Village in the second round, which my goodness. Okay. We're yeah.
2: Talk, we're talk, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then it, then it really gets interesting. By the way, yeah. and this this is completely off that particular topic, but you're you're in the Metroplex. See if you can help huh? me with this. How is it uh, and and I haven't heard an explanation. You may already know the answer, or it may have been published up there or something, but it hadn't filtrated down for the state capitol. How is it that the only by district matchup in all of 6A, Division One or Division Two, not to be uh, being played in a home stadium is Louisville against Keller. They're playing in Denton. Any any reason why?
0: I have no idea. I haven't heard it. Um,
2: I... That's the, it's the only one, and I think there's only one in 5A. I'd have to look at it, uh, but uh, but I know it's the only one in 6A. Is that Louisville-Kellar Keller? Game they're playing at C H Collins, and then I thought, why? Why is that game not at Max Goldsmith? I
0: don't know. And
2: and maybe it's a facility thing. Maybe they'd already made plans to rip out the field turf or something. I don't know. But but I just was curious about that. I didn't know if Mm -hmm. that was common knowledge up there as to why it wasn't happening there. And uh, when when Louisville, as the top seed in D one, would be entitled yep. to a home game in the bye round.
0: I I don't know. I'm a, I'm gonna have to make a couple phone
1: calls. We'll figure I, that. out. I've texted step right now. There you go. And he's we'll in see. the other room, so we'll, we might we'll get an answer. Step, We're talking yeah. about
0: Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. All right. Normally this would be the time of the show where I, I give you three games and make you choose. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna trick things up a little bit. Um, okay. It's eight games. <laughs> Um, four, From how many eight? <laughs> from four A and below, there's only if you can only pay attention, you can only buy season tickets to one bracket. Four A and below, which bracket are you are you buying season tickets on?
2: Oh, on just just on any classification bracket? Yes, any
0: classification bracket.
2: <laughs> well, it's one of two. It's either four A D one or two A D one. Yep. Probably it's it's it, 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 it's it's probably four a d one or two and probably four a d one uh, you know uh, with, with there there are plenty uh, we keep saying this every year when Carthage comes up against contenders but this year more than any other, there's enough quality depth in contenders to even if they don't take out Carthage in an earlier round could weaken them enough to where another team getting through might ultimately take them down. Don't know that it'll happen, and, and I feel about Carthage. You know how I feel about Carthage the same way I feel about Allen. Mm-hmm. Until they lose, yep. until they get in, in one of that deal, I'm not going to not vote them number one. I'm not going to not think they're the best team in their division, in their classification, in the state. Having said that, between Argyle, and La Vega, and Midlothian Heritage, and Steven Bell, and other ones, you know, in, in 481. There are teams that are good enough, if things fall right and they execute pretty well in the game, that could beat them. So there might be more suspense in that one. 2A Division One also, but two, we can say that about 2A D1 mm-hmm. almost every year. Uh, that, that Almost to the point where no pairing surprises me when, that, when the two that reach the final... Reach the while and then you add to that the drama of the fact that Mart is not defending his two A Division one title because they're in the two AD two bracket, and that could be fun if you wind up with a Mart Wellington state championship period. So yeah, there well, could be there could be a lot of fun out of all of
0: that. One last question for Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Uh, we just announced the twenty five semifinalists for the Mister Texas Football Player of the Year award. Um, that is something that is uh, we've talked about. It, it gives us great pain because there's about Probably, I think we we estimate there's probably about 150 players who are worthy of being semifinalists for Mr. Texas Football. Uh, I'll probably ask. I reserve the right to ask you this question again down the road. But right now, we're at the end of the regular season. Uh, if you had a vote for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year award, who would it go to?
2: I would not cast it right now. Okay, that's <laughs> what I would, I would. I would not cast it right now because I would. Because let me ask you this, Deb. Yeah. You sent me the preliminary list, and yep. I like. Virtually everybody on the list. I said you'd be hard pressed to to say, hey, you left so and so off, or are you really sure that so and so belongs on that list? Uh, and and uh, and the only exceptions I ever make in that is if a if a kid who posts really good numbers, but he misses several weeks of the season or a few games due to injury, while somebody else continues to post great numbers week after week after week after week. And and here's where I'm going with this. Um, you know, I've seen Garrett Wilson down here look absolutely spectacular. But Garrett hasn't been able to play all the games because he's been hurt. Now, if he gets if he's ready to go and and Hank Carter isn't sure that he'll be ready to go on Friday against Misson Valley, but if he is and he has a good playoff run, then he's back on track with that kind of thing. That's an example of what I mean. That's not Specifically because of that. That's an example. By the way, side note on that with Lake Travis, Sean Brown Nixon's back. He came back, they got him a few carries last week. If he is the old Sean Brown Nixon, Lake Travis has rediscovered its running game just in time for the postseason.
0: Just in time for the postseason. Some of the most magical words I've heard. Yes, Max
1: Thompson. The answer is Louisville, both both teams, Louisville and Keller, both finished second in district, neutral site. Ah. So there you go. Okay, that is straight well, from Matt Step.
2: Okay, I guess that, right. Yeah, Second in district, but, but Louisville's a deep one, top seed though, right?
1: Right, but I think Did it's. I be, I'm guessing it's because of the district tiebreakers. If I had to, if okay. I had to wager,
0: yeah, that sounds that sounds uh, uh, right. Uh, that makes sense. Okay, okay. He's Craig Way. Um, we, f- we finally found something about high school football he didn't know off the top of his head. <laughs>
2: We did, did it. Not. Did we, not. we did it. That's we, why I deferred to you. We can, <laughs> we can we can we can end the show.
0: We did it.
1: And that's why we all deferred to step.
0: He is he is the Texas yeah he is the Texas high school football Hall of Famer. Follow him on Twitter at Craigway1 and listen to his uh, dulcet tones calling both Texas basketball and Texas football this week. And uh, we we're, we're without you again this week, right?
2: Yeah, but I think we're doing one of those goofy little video chat uh, things. Yeah. I'm not going to be on a bus, but you'll be able to. <laughs> You know, I'll I'll have my face pressed to a screen, so I will be popping on with you and Renner on Friday. It's,
0: it's better than nothing. Thanks a lot, Craig. <laughs> All right,
2: thanks, guys.
0: There he goes, Craigway, the Texas high school ball hall of famer. Um, yeah, that's um, that's 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 really. I think he's right because I know you have a love affair with four eighty
1: one. It's the best. That's your number one. That's it's number the best bracket. I'm every year. If that's my season ticket, that's it. Four eighty one is the best bracket. Don't at me.
0: Um, I just wanted, I want. I want to make sure we do small school because I want to give some small school some love. Two eighty fun, but two eighty one feels like it's like there's a big gravitational pull going towards Region Four. Yeah. Um. That's the. Only, that's that's one thing.
1: I, the depth isn't the same in in any of those brackets. Really, unless it's just a wide open year, which it is in four eighty two. Three eighty ones in that mix too. Three eighty ones in that mix, but the difference is four eighty one is both. Full of quality and depth. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could go 12 deep, and you could probably talk me into 12 teams that could win the state championship, even though we're probably only talking about five or six. Probably true. But I think you could talk me into a, a scenario where 12 of them make it, and, and like I said, it's about the quality of the players, it's the small-town feel with bigger rosters, mm-hmm. and it's, it's the schematic chess yeah. games. You're going to sure. get wing tee, you're going to get slot T. but you're also going to get wide-open spread, you're going to get flex. I mean, you're going to get everything in that bracket. It's my favorite.
0: We go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts.
1: Oh baby, the most, the biggest developing story here. Obviously, we got a number of complaints about the of the, top, of the, of the Texas semifinal, Mr. Mr. Texas football semifinalist. I totally understand. Um, I agree. I would say every name that's been mentioned in the comments was probably one of the last five to ten cut. Yeah. So that's. Honestly, I I, think of a I'm
0: i not reading the comments, but I can already think of like three or four that were our last ones. I've yeah, played.
1: I I would say the perfect number for the semifinalist list where I have zero anxiety is like 33 to 35. Yeah, That always is like, this is the list, and then we have yeah, to get it to 25. We had- it's those last eight to ten that we have to cut there we did we got, so we got to 50 we got to 50 and then
0: we narrowed it down i cut another like 15 and i'm like okay right like 35 and i'm like oh right. god now it's it's, yeah. it's hacking off limbs
1: that's the secondary story the biggest development in the comments right now is the proposal by our loyal viewers to have a tft meetup at state oh my god here's here's the two things i'll say about this i am 100 percent for it uh, it would probably have to be on Friday or Saturday because I suspect that's when most of the crew would be uh-huh. in the vicinity. Um, here's what I'm going to tell all of our loyal viewers, listeners who would like to be a part of this. If we plan it, we have no time. Yeah. We, I, I cannot stress enough how I get to the stadium probably two and a half, three hours before first kickoff and start setting up. That is probably the best window, right? I would say for both of us, it's early in the morning. Yeah. Basically, we would we would be there for probably an hour, and then the doors would open, and at that point we could probably do a meetup. That's it. Like, oh, hey, let's go out after the last game. No, no, we'd all be hiding at Buffalo Wild Wings at like one in the morning, and no one needs that. Um, yeah. So I'm not against it.
0: We got to think about the schematics of it.
1: Got to think about the schematics of it. We got time. That's yeah. the good news. But it sounds like a lot of the a lot of the crew more than ever, the crew is gonna be at state. Cool, cool. I'm excited to see all of you. Good. I think we can make this happen. But,
0: and I've got my Fox schedule where I'm. Be, got, I mean, normally, you, you'd say like, yeah. oh, you could do it during halftime.
1: You've got a, a halftime. I'm out. Halftime, you're out. It's a I'm well with uh,
0: halftime shows.
1: If you get a glimpse behind the curtain of the DCTF operations during a game, I would say there's probably. I my I think during the week I probably sneak away from the computer and the team working on stuff. Two half times, and it's for like ten minutes. It's not the whole halftime. Yeah. Well, think I am for it. It's going to have to be in the it morning if we do it. And
0: it can't be, here's the problem: it can't. Like, well, I mean, you guys could do it without me, which would right. be an upgrade. Right. But uh, it w- you would have to. It would basically
1: have to be that window when doors open, and you have to be on set. Right. Right. It would have to be this slim window. Now, look, we could have the meetup next to the freaking set. That's not yeah. an issue. But we just got to figure out how we're going to do it. Yeah, we'll uh, figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. But I like it, guys. I like, I like where your he head's at. This is a lot of ingenuity. I like it. I know a lot of the guys are already planning on being there. So let's, let's figure out a way to do it, but just know those are sort of the rules we have to work within. That's going to do
0: it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. Of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Tomorrow, I predict all 352 first-round Texas high school football <sighs> games. You think I'm joking. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.